Good morning, smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now, you are a valuable person. You're not a number, you're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI or any technology or anything else. You are uniqueness. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. In fact, it's enviable. It's priceless. I see you and you see yourself. Who's anybody kidding here? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement and some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you are a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs or your traditions or your tribes, you are the value and you are seen in a world of destruction and degradation. The world should see you for the value that you create. If you are working a job and you are homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized and you're not alone. You're not alone. We see you. Oh, Different people do different things when they wake up in the morning. I smell the inside of my nose. Then I hold on to the bed and make sure I'm really here because it's hard to believe. Then I exhale and I step outside and make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment. Every morning, I suppose one might say, I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are. But that's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. The subject of today's show is the consent of the governed. And I'm going to use a dream accounting that I had to try to get us there to understand the concept of the consent of the governed. Okay, so right now in the future when I have millions of podcast listeners, an ad is going to go at this mark. Okay, thank you for sticking around. I hope you'll add your thoughts. I have an announcement to make today on show number 11. This show is now being broadcast at KUAP Digital Broadcasting, TroubledMindsRadio.org. So anybody listening on there, I'd love to hear from you. I would love to see your comments. Um, You can subscribe to me at Substack.com slash at Commercial Herschel because I am Commercial Herschel, Herschel Sterling, your host of Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. And you can find me at buymeacoffee.com forward slash smellcast. If you want to leave a paid comment so that I can get a little tip and you can make sure that your comment is read online, that's the place to go. Those two places. Commercial Herschel at Substack and then also Smellcast at buymeacoffee.com. There's two different ways to do that. If you're listening on the or watching on the video streams on BitChute, it's Commercial Herschel. 
on Rumble. It's Rumble Early Risers, Smell the Inside of Your Nose. And on HowTube, it's also Commercial Herschel. If you're on one of those systems, then you can leave a comment for free. And if it's a really good comment, I might read it anyway. So that's how that is. And you're always welcome to leave comments for me. The consent of the governed. Why can't we agree enough? I think the reason that we can't agree enough is because divisiveness is big business. Um, there are so many radio shows where, and TV shows where it's just two separate propaganda streams. One stream is talking to one group of people and another stream is talking to another group of people. They're saying totally different things and they're blaming the other side. But it's the things that they're saying in common that are the most concerning things to think about and to understand. And a really important part of understanding it is that it's the same people who are behind both streams of propaganda. So that's a really important thing to understand. So how do we learn to talk to each other again? Nobody likes to admit that they've been hoodwinked. It's easier to admit than to admit that you were wrong. Nobody likes to admit that they were wrong, and nobody likes to admit that they got tricked. Nobody likes to admit that they got hoodwinked. But it's, a, it's much easier to admit that we were all hoodwinked in various ways. When people in two different propaganda streams realize that they were hoodwinked by the same people, then it's a lot easier to admit that you were hoodwinked. It's easier to admit that we are all hoodwinked in various ways than to admit that only one part of the population was hoodwinked. So this is the difficulty. I can remember, there's so many, I remember a radio station, I happened to be in Chicago doing work, and there was a great radio station there that was really good at one time. It was very independent, and they had really good DJs and different talk show hosts, and it was really engaging, and then all of a sudden it got taken over by the people in control of one of the propaganda streams. And it had been a really independent station, very open-minded and welcoming to all different sorts of people. And that was what made it so great. And then the one team took over the radio station. And, and I remember there was a conversation about candidates. And some candidates were running for office who were working really hard. And they were speaking working class language and blue collar language. And they were speaking as though they were going to go out and represent the working class and go into government and try to help change things for working class people. And I was really excited. I was tricked. I was hoodwinked. Of course it was a bait and switch. And at my age, I should have known it was going to be a bait and switch. But it did turn out to be a bait and switch. They don't care about us. But I'm, I call into the radio station to say some really nice things about this one candidate who's running, who was saying all these good things. And I was so excited to hear and to be a part of it and that uh, that somebody was finally going to go out there and talk to working class people and the female radio host starts making it about my gender and she starts like kind of making these weird digs into me about being a man and i was like why the hate speech 
Like, this is supposed to be a positive candidate. Like, why do you have to divide working class people? Why do you live on these old tropes? Why are you so dependent on that? And then I have another radio station that I heard, and I know that a friend of mine, well, an online friend, listens to this radio station in Las Vegas, where the guy screams at people and hangs up on them and then berates them after he hangs up on them. And it's just like, what, what is, why do you live off of that? And we all know those radio hosts, and, and there's plenty of them on both of these two teams. And the rest of us who aren't on those two teams are the majority of the people in the United States. So we're going to have to be able, we're going to have to take the lead here, I think. We're going to have to teach people how to talk to each other. So, because there's people in the positions of decision making that they don't want us talking to each other. But we have to talk to each other. We have to do all the things that they don't want. We have to do all the things. We have to stay nonviolent. We have to be respectful to each other. We have to care for each other. And we have to put each other first. And those are all the things that the people who are making those decisions don't want. So that's why we have to do want them. Okay? So I'll get into some more things about political agreement and how powerful political agreement is even among groups of people who have disagreements on other things. But first what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a really short story I wrote, and it's on my Substack, and it's called Another Dream, Objectivity. It's the accounting of a dream that I have, okay? And I wrote this way back in 2010, and I, it was so funny when I was preparing for this show, I had to stop so many times and write down notes because... I remembered all these things that were happening in my life in 2010 and I had to stop and write them down because they're funny bits. I should write them and use them in future shows if they're relevant to the, some of the things. So it's a totally different subject. But anyway, that's what happens. Like, you know, that's what happens when you're doing like work like that. And it like all these other things come up and you have to focus. So this is a dream and it's my accounting of a dream. And I want you to listen and then I'll go come back. All right. A dream of being submerged in water can often but not necessarily symbolize negative things, even if you are swimming. It is supposedly an indicator of a very emotional state or some kind of emotional situation that can be overwhelming or intense. In this dream I was in a swimming pool and I went underwater I was moving through the water like walking in normal life, but everything was underwater. It was an everyday situation, except for the fact that everyone and everything was underwater. There was a waiter with a tray serving people food at a table. There was a woman drinking coffee. There were people working and talking as if preoccupied, all underwater. As I continued... The swimming pool became a series of corridors, almost like a maze, and I was taking in what was around me. I was trying to swim now, but it was difficult because I was watching what was going on all around me. It was irritating because as I moved along, trying to stay swimming, 
I kept getting grasped on my ankles and my wrists by people swimming by. I felt harassed and harangued. Someone grasped and pulled my ankle so hard that it straightened out my body, and now I was pointing straight down a corridor. Briefly looking back, I saw someone from behind swimming away from me. I had to change my focus to swimming straight ahead in order to find my way out of this awful situation with these annoying people grasping and pawing at me. As I looked straight ahead and began concentrating on getting out of this maze, more and more people began appearing and passing me, moving in the opposite direction, and they were randomly grasping my ankles and wrists as they swam along. I began to see that this had the effect of propelling them forward, propelling me in the opposite direction of them, which was forward for me. And it also kept my body straight as I moved through the corridor. Then I also began grasping others in this way, because it was helping me to keep myself moving forward as I swam, and it kept us all from colliding. The scene changed so that I was now pulling back and viewing from above, and I could see these corridors, this maze, and all the people swimming in them, and that the grasping and pulling was a method that everyone was using to keep the crowded corridor moving smoothly while simultaneously propelling them and each other in the directions they needed to be moving in. The end. So life is an emotional situation and things are not always what they first appear to be. What can at first seem like annoyances and what are annoyances sometimes prove to be necessary natural patterns. Some things never change and some things do. Okay, so when people in two different propaganda streams realize that they were hoodwinked by the same people, then it's a lot easier to admit that you were hoodwinked. It's easier to admit that we were all hoodwinked on various things than to admit that only one part of the population was hoodwinked. Agreement. When people agree on things, when people agree they should be able to work on the thing that they agree on, even though they disagree on other things. This is something that the people who are making decisions do not want us to do. That's why we should do it. When you can agree on something that's so important, and you can work together on the thing that you agree on, and you can learn how to work on that thing that you agree on and talk at the same time. So you continue to talk while you're working. While you're committed to resolving the thing that you agree on. Then what ends up happening is you start to resolve other problems. And then what happens is a really, really big event. 
we achieve the consent of the governed. Working together and talking together on things that we agree on eventually lead to achieving the consent of the governed. I want to try to say that in a more clear way. When you can work with people on an issue that you agree on, even though you disagree with them on other things, and then you can learn how to work and talk at the same time, what happens is other problems start to naturally become resolved. And then you have achieved the consent of the governed. There are people who do not want us to achieve this. And that is why we should achieve it. So consider this. Consider the thing of everyday life. When you're out moving through the world in society. In wherever you live. And you might be in a place where you see people every day who you don't even know. You don't even um, know their family. You don't know their name. But you might even see them regularly. You see them at the work, at the store, when you're driving around. You see all of these people. And you're able to get along with them perfectly fine in everyday situations even though you don't know who they are. They might even be on that other team. You know what I mean? And you don't even know it, but you're still polite to them and you're cordial to them. Why should it be any different if you know who they are? Because you know the things that you agree on, you know? And so my thing is whenever I talk to people who are propagating some political party, or something like that. And they always want to talk about the things that they disagree about. I'll say, you know, we agree enough. We agree enough. Because we agree enough. We agree enough to be that we want to live in peace. We agree enough that we want our families to be safe. We agree enough that we want to have an economy that makes people prosperous. We agree enough that we want to be safe. We agree enough. And the things that we agree on are the things that we should be protecting. And anything that threatens those agreements, anything, anybody, no matter who they think they are, no matter who they've told you on television that they are, any of that, any of those, all of that, we should achieve the consent of the governed and remove anybody who threatens, or anything who threatens us, and find a solution for anything or anybody who threatens our basic human safety, our basic human value, and our basic human right. We should figure it out. We should figure out how to resolve anything that is threatening those basic agreements. No matter what it is. If it means unplugging your TV... That mean, then it means unplugging your TV. If it means not voting for any of these politicians because they can't be trusted, then that's what that means. You have to do the thing that is going to protect you. You don't even have to like somebody to agree with them. You don't even have to see them. You don't even have to know them. 
So when you're walking around and you're seeing people who you don't know, but you're dealing with them on a day-to-day -day basis and you have no idea about their politics, unless you're one of those magic people who can tell everything about a person by what they look like. Because agreement is like the foundation. So agreement is like the institution. Like there's a streetlight and there's two people at the streetlight. And one of them is from one of the feuding clown shows and the other person on the other in the other side of the uh, road is a person from one of the other feuding clown shows they both use the street light they obey the green light and they obey the red light and the reason that they do that is because they don't want to collide and they don't know that the other clown show guy is from the other clown show but they both agree that that streetlight is a good idea. They have no idea about each other. But they each agree that that is a good streetlight. And that they're going to obey the streetlight signal. That's agreement. There are so many things in our society that should be like that. That are not like that. That have been made into issues to hurt us. On purpose. On purpose purposefully hurting other people so if you can function like that in all of these other ways we should be able to agree enough we agree enough okay now this is the part in the show where i tell you that i'm gonna go to a fake ad that's gonna be put in this podcast at some point in the future at this mark. Okay. Now, let's review briefly. So, we talked about political agreement a lot. And I read you a story. And we talked about how it's much easier to admit that we've been tricked, that we've been hoodwinked, if everybody can admit that we were all hoodwinked in some ways. It's harder to act like your team is always right and the other team is always wrong in a situation where we've all been hoodwinked. And it is certainly the case. Um, and that when we work together on issues that we agree on, and we can learn how to work and talk at the same time, we begin naturally resolving other problems, and we achieve the consent of the governed. And that agreement is so much more powerful than alliance in a society with so many different kinds of people and different points of view so again i am commercial herschel i am here to help i am at sub substack.com slash at commercial herschel i am at buymeacoffee.com slash smellcast i am at bitshoot at commercial herschel i'm at HowTube at Commercial Herschel. I am at Rumble at Rumble Early Risers. Smell the inside of your nose. And I do not use any social media. And I do not use BlueItTube. So if you like anything you heard today, you are welcome to share this content anywhere you would like. Even in those stinky social media platforms. You know, you're totally welcome to do that. I can't stop you. I cannot stop you from doing that. But I just choose not to participate. But if you thought that there was something in here 
that's worth listening to and you want to comment, you know how to do it. And thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Thanks to all the people listening at KUAP Digital Broadcasting. And now it's time for the question. Here's my question for the day for you to think about based on all of this stuff. How do you agree enough? What things do you do that allow you to function even though there are things about things that you don't like because nobody likes everything. So what are some of your mechanisms for getting you through it? Thank you so much for listening. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show. Let's conclude with this send-off, which is the same every day, only different. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet, in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We are on such a small planet in a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment. We're an instant in an infinite universe. And we are an infinite in an instant universe. Because every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of our existence are packed in so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe that we're even experiencing it. I hope we can experience it tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree with that. The fact that we are improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We are conscious beings who can observe ourselves. And we are consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You are masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox. And I'd say that's rather significant. Because in, in the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter to use space the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse it expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe you are rare. You are not only a body, you have radiance. You radiate. Just because you can't see the frequencies of light that you emanate, don't mean that you don't radiate. You radiate. You are a luminescent jewel that can shine. And you shine on yourself from within yourself. You're significant beyond the perception of anybody else. You shine on yourself. And you shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me now. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.